All right, Sean, time. Here we go. Three, two, one. It's time now for the BitQL Boston Podcast. Let's run the slate with your host, Mike Mutnanski. I'm on the phone, Sean. I apologize. I apologize. but It's okay. It happens. Uh, hi, Mike. I'm wonderful. How are you? You're in studio because uh, you just got through with uh, day number one, show number one of the Jimmy Fun Radio Telephone. How things go this morning? I saw a big Ernie Bach donation. Massive. A big shout out to Ernie Bach. Uh, he matched the total we had at the time he was on the air, which is about $150,000. Uh, that shot us wow. well over uh, 300000 I think we finished the show somewhere around 390000 or something. Uh, so we're off to a hot start uh, here for the Jimmy Fun Radio Telephone, which is awesome. It's great to see. I've already, um, what I did, I looked, saw my Venmo account, had some extra cash in it. You know what I did? Emptied it out and donated it to the Jimmy Fund. So, you know, we're, we're, we're feeling real good today. Today's a good day. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good karma, folks, uh, to steal a line from uh, Jerry Callahan. I thought this is one of the, the better lines I heard in talking about this event. There are two types of people, Sean. Either you've been lucky, like somehow, some way, like incredibly 1% lucky, and your life and somebody in your family or somebody you know has not been affected by cancer, um, or you're like the 99% of probably people out there listening where cancer's affected somebody in your family, in your close circle of friends, et cetera. And if you've, you, you can donate in support of people who have, uh, unfortunately, uh, battled with cancer, or you can get some good karma if you're in that 1% uh, by donating today. If you ever uh, took a shine bet and won, or you faded the Winners Club podcast and yes. won. You should be donating today. Pretty simple. A hundred percent. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I've lost two grandmothers to cancer. I, I had a friend growing up uh, who had leukemia as a child. So, like, I, I, I went to high school with kids um, who were uh, who had leukemia as well. And so, I, I for one have been affected by cancer all over the place. And so, this day to me means a whole lot. Uh, so, if you've ever hit a shine bet, if you ever hit a mutt bet, or you faded us big time and hit big. Please, if you can find it within yourself to donate, even $25 helps. Um, and just, or, I mean, hell, even $10 helps. Every dollar helps. Anything, any yes. dollar. I mean, and I heard one of the doctors say it today uh, in tuning in on the Odyssey app. You know, the, the research that happens here, like they, since I was started doing this back in 2011, I think it was, um, you know, the research has changed so much. Like they, the treatments are so different now, 10, 11 years later, but that's only because people donating money shine. Like yeah, you don't just all 100%. of a sudden have these great breakthroughs and realize that, Hey, we can super target and super focus in on certain types of cancer with no money. Like it only happens because of the donations of events like today and the millions of dollars that are raised by this two day event and people who help out Jimmy fun walk different PMC, uh, Pan mass challenge things, but those things don't happen without donations. So I think it's far, far more likely that people faded us. And won some money, <laughs> uh, and that's a good thing. So if you can, uh, you can check it out, jimmyfund.org. Uh, you can text KCANCER222 to make a $25 donation. But I would say jimmyfund.org is the best for those listening. Uh, to the podcast here, Shime, and really uh, an important couple of days. So good job, you guys. Tomorrow, they're at Fenway Park, and uh, looking forward. I am not, um, not looking forward to the Red Sox. Chime. This is going to no. get uh, ugly quick, it feels like to me. I don't know how you feel about this. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of on the train that the Red Sox wouldn't make the playoffs, and it seems like it is now exactly trending in that direction after a momentary lapse of hope uh, that has dissipated and, and the Red Sox are beginning to fall apart. Uh, so I am uh, I am ready to bet against them. 
Yeah, uh, there's a lot of opportunities to bet against them tonight. Um, I think you can, if you want to play them, um, you know, we want to play the Blue Jays run line. I don't think that's crazy tonight. Um, if you want to load up on any sort of player props for the Blue Jays, that also makes sense because the guy going tonight, Josh Winkowski, unfortunately, shine like his 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 carriage just turned back into a pumpkin. Like yep. he had a good stretch there, but he is now. And I was looking at our buddy Brian Barrett had this today. He's dead last in all qualified pitchers in baseball in terms of whiff rate, which means he physically, literally can't get a swing and miss. So he's basing his career right now on just trying to get ground balls and double plays. And against a loaded Blue Jays offense, that seems really, really bad. And so people have already bet the lineup for the the Blue Jays total to five and a half at plus 110. I'm still making that pick. It's my pick on the uh, pregame show tonight. I just have no confidence that Winkowski, a ground ball pitcher, is going to keep it down. Uh, against these Blue Jays bats. So I think it's a, a Blue Jays sort of series. Feels like a last stand of sorts for the Red Sox. I have no confidence that they're going to spin out of this. So I'm going to bet the Blue Jays over uh, an inflated five and a half runs at plus 110, thinking they're going to score a lot of runs in the series, Sean. Yeah, I'm I'm 100% with you here, Mutt. I, uh, yep. I am, I'm all over the, the Toronto over uh, for team total here. Uh, I'm also going to throw out the uh, George Springer over total bases here at over one and a half. It's minus 105. Um, basically even money. I, I think that's a really good bet tonight against Winkowski. Um, yeah, I mean, he's allowing like, he, he's, he has like a 290 batting average against, uh, against right-handed yeah. hitters. So, uh, in a right-handed heavy lineup in, in Toronto, uh, picking any of these guys is, is a fine play in my book. Uh, so I'm going to pick out Springer tonight, uh, go over one and a half total bases for him. He has a 289 batting average against against everybody. The yeah. league hits almost 300 against Winkowski. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and he was a nice story for a while there. Cutter Crawford has turned out to be uh, the better of the two Red Sox rookie pitchers. Neither one looks uh, awesome. And if you thought that Winkowski was going to be like the, the great part of the return for Andrew Benintendi, uh, that has not worked out. And, and from a, just a, a sports radio standpoint, I, if I was doing a talk show today, Sean, I would have talked about that sad photo. I think it was, was it Saturday? When the Red Sox were in Baltimore and like high on blooms in the stands, watching his team just get the crap to Denver Friday or Saturday at this point, but he's he's on the legit hot seat. I think we would say this, but I think there's gonna be real conversations in the Red Sox front office about what's the plan going forward. I don't feel get fired, but I wouldn't be sh- surprised if somebody else is brought in and sort of part of that baseball plan going forward because he has had shine an atrocious year at the big league level. It's Just been awful. it's been horrendous, and, and I mean. Especially what you did at the deadline, right? You weren't a seller, but you also weren't a buyer. You you just sat on a fence. You're the Boston Red Sox. If you wanna, if you wanna go full high and bloom, and you wanna be a, a, an all prospect team that's you know low budget and you, you spend your money very wisely, then you should have been selling at the deadline. You should have been selling yeah. Xander Bogarts. You should have sold JD Martinez for whatever you could have gotten for him. You should have sold Nathan Avaldi, and instead you didn't. And all you did was sell. A little bit, and then bring in Reese McGuire and Tommy Pham. Like, <laughs> it's 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 such a crap job that he did at the deadline, and it's oh, we're getting guys back from injury. Well, Chris Sale was immediately back and injured, and it, it, it just because you're getting guys back from injury doesn't mean you can't also surplus the roster in other ways. And so for me, I just yeah. I hated what he did this year. I absolutely hated it, and um, and so I I'm curious to see what happens in this offseason or if he gets another year. You've got the Devers thing looming, Bogart's contract, um, a, a lot of different opportunities. Like, you told me you get Tommy Pham and Reese McGuire and Eric Hosmer like two months ago. Okay, I get it. But I, I'm with you, Shime. It was too little too late. 
I've been told, I don't know how this physically works, so you can't get half pregnant. And it feels like Correct. Uh, that's what Ty Bloom tried to do. 100%. Yeah, I'm, not a, uh, I'm not a doctor. I don't try to play one on the radio, but he tried to get half pregnant. And it was an absolute disaster. So I like the George Springer call. Uh, we're both going to be on the Blue Jays over five and a half runs. We'll have uh, the game tonight as part of night number one of the Jimmy Fund Radio Telethon. I, I will say, Shime, as someone who has a, 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 an underbet already on your Patriots, there was nothing Friday night that I sat down to watch that made me feel bad about that bet. It would just reinforce nope. my feeling about this team. Um, they could not dominate the twos and threes for Carolina. Um, their defense was fine, but was going against, you know, P.J. Walker, who we found out last year, excellent XFL quarterback, not so good when it goes to the NFL. Um, and so I, I really it's, I, I find it very hard to believe we're going to come out of this week in Vegas and get to next week, and I'm going to say, boy, I wish I had bet less or had not bet on the eight and a half. I, I don't know how you felt, but that was that was reinforcing for me that we're on the right side of this heading into the season. Yeah, and I feel like you're going to see that again this this week against the Raiders. Uh, <laughs> Friday night against the Raiders. I already have a bet locked in. Raiders minus one twenty five. What? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, so I, 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 first of all, Josh McDaniels doesn't lose preseason games, and <laughs> second, second of all, this Patriots team stinks. So yeah, I have a bet already placed on the Raiders for Friday night against the Patriots. Uh, it's in Vegas. They have joint practices today and tomorrow. Uh, nothing, nothing about this Patriots team has inspired a ton of. Uh, hope or optimism in me. I continue to be a pessimist, a cynic, uh, however you want to phrase it. Uh, you can call me a joyless prick if you want. That That is certainly on the table as well. But I just, I don't see it. I, I see the one good thing I see about this Patriots team is the defensive line. And then you were hoping for something out of Tyquan Thornton, immediately gets a clavicle injury. He's out eight weeks. He won't be back until halfway through the season. So any progress he had heading into the season immediately gets stopped and put on hold. Uh, and if not set back. So I just, I don't see it. Kendrick Bourne has been a no-show in, in training camp and in the preseason. He was the guy everybody was so high on, especially guys like Brian Barrett were so high on Kendrick Bourne making this massive jump in the year two at the Patriots. I don't see it. I don't, if anybody's going to show up, it's going to be Nelson Aguilar, which is still not not great for you, Bob. It's just it's a it's a tough it's a tough road to go, tough hill to sled, and uh, I just I am out on the New England Patriots having a great year this year. Yeah, any hope that like Bill's going to run the offense that was out the window. We clearly going to be Matt Patricia, which again I think is going to be a failure for them. Uh, they're going to be a I think I, I think they're going to be a boring offense to watch. People might want to see them run the football and run play action, but. Uh, if someone wanted a modern NFL offense, I don't think we're going to get it. Maybe in year two, whatever this transition is to Shanahan light. I, I again, not not confident in it even long term, but certainly not this year with this offense. We'll get a chance to see them again uh, on Friday. We'll also get our final uh, tour event of the PGA playoffs here this weekend. We got some sad news today. Our buddy Will Zalatoris had to withdraw uh, oh. from the finals of the uh, Tour Championship. There were 30 golfers left. Now they'll be 29, and it's a weird format, Shyam. I know Hannibal's on vacation. He can't join us, but we'll have some ideas tomorrow uh, on the pod with back clock and loaded uh, for tomorrow morning. And I will just say that there are two different ways you'll be able to bet this thing this weekend. Uh, you'll either bet it where just straight strokes, or you can bet it where they're factoring in the starting position. And people that don't know, uh, Scott Schott, Scott Scheffler, who's the right now in tour FedEx points, He's going to start basically a 10 under par and they're going to go down from there and they layer it like the next guy down eight under next guy, six under. I think eventually I think the lowest guys are either two or four under. And so you can bet on just how they play outright for getting the, the early strokes. You can also bet it um, 
where the strokes are involved. And there's some game theory there as to like I I, know I would not. Scotty Scheffler is a massive favorite because he's starting such with such a big lead. But it's 29 of the best golfers in the world. Uh, we saw some craziness uh, this past weekend with guys like Sepp Straka making a run. KH Lee, our guy, made a little run. But I have to admit. I am kind of melancholy that our golf podcast is going to be, uh, I won't say coming to a close, but it really does quiet down after this weekend. Yeah, it's upsetting, but at the same time, we're fortunate enough that it kind of aligns with the start of football season. This is the last week of preseason. Next next week will be very slow for us. It will be only baseball and just preparing for football. Um, But once, once once that second week of September hits, we are going to be full gear football all week. You have Monday night football games, Thursday night, and all those Sunday games. Um, we're going to have all kinds of picks out the wazoo for those. So I am uh, I'm thrilled and excited for football season. So luckily we'll get a, basically a week break between between sessions. We'll go from being a melancholy podcast about golf being over <laughs> to being a joyful, yippy, skippy podcast about football being here. So for that, I'm excited, but I am upset to see golf go. Yeah, and uh, I'm trying to conserve my energy, Shine. We're going to be completely honest because this weekend uh, I'm going to have a lot on the line. This weekend is the Traverse Stakes uh, up in Saratoga, nice, um, which is the biggest event of the year. The Midsummer Kentucky Derby perennially is the that Friday Saturday um, is the most that I bet on races the entire year. That includes the Derby, includes the Belmont. Um, so we're getting locked in on that. And as it regards to the golf uh, underdog, which is uh, now I, I don't know if they're a sponsor of Maloney for him, a Mego or Lose doing some stuff for them, but. You've heard spots for Underdog, uh, which is like a daily fantasy company on our, our web, on our station. I'm a huge Underdog fan. And before the FedEx Cup started, they drew this event where basically you were drafting, but your lineup was locked in for all three events. Like, so once you drafted your team, you need to get your guys three. You had to score enough points to advance out of groups of 12 and then uh, I think 30. And then you had to get to the finals with as many golfers as possible. And I was able to get one entry through with the six roster of, of full six full guys I can roster uh, this weekend. So I have a one in That's awesome. One in three hundred and twelve shot at twenty grand. So That'd I got a wild. Uh, big lottery ticket this weekend, so I'll be sweating out the golf and includes our buddy John Rahm on there. Thankfully, knock on wood, didn't include Willie Zalator. So I got one single bullet against all these DFS monsters uh, for a shot at a decent score this weekend. So I'm I if I if I sound reserved today I'm saving my energy for feels like uh, hopefully a very big weekend for me, Chris. So can hopefully I, not. I have to tell you, though, I can assure you I won't be betting on Colin Morikawa this week. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I So I, had, I was in such a great spot, too, because I, I placed all these bets as I was driving down to Florida. I placed all these bets uh, when I was in Virginia. Um, I locked them all in. I was, I was so happy. I was so excited. Cam Young and Colin Morikawa weren't going to win. That's fine. It's okay. I had a tournament matchup between – uh, Tony Finau, Matt Fitzpatrick. Finau made an absolute push uh, in the final couple days there that really kind of sealed that for me, which was tremendous. And then I had Morikawa versus uh, Sung Im. And all I needed to do, it, all Morikawa needed to do was shoot oh. par. Shoot par oh. on the final day. And instead, he has a, quadru- or a, a quintuple bogey, and he's, he's like plus eight on the day and just absolutely porks me, uh, which was a bummer because I also hit on the Taylor Pendrith. Top ten, which is it was awesome. It was great. It, yeah, which was awesome. So uh, it was unfortunate. I ended up breaking even for the week thanks to Pendrith. But I mean, Morikawa really could have set me over the top there, and he, he porked me a little bit. So I will not be betting on my guy this week. Yeah, I have regrets. It's funny you mentioned Morikawa. Our buddy Mike D, uh, who's a proud listener of the podcast, the D of course for Degenerate. Um, of course, he was texting me on Thursday. He 
he built a BetQL DraftKings lineup based on our show and felt pretty good about it. He's like, Penrith was good. He's like, I just need Morikawa to get going. And obviously Saturday, Morikawa made a little Great. run. Yep. <laughs> and so, Sunday, I get the text mid-afternoon, an eight, an expletive eight. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he, he was listening. He, was, he went down on the ship uh, with us there. I was on Cam Young. I had an interesting bet. Um, DK offered it, and it was probably I was probably not getting the most value possible. But you needed three. You needed I needed Burns, Morikawa, and uh, Cam Young to all finish top ten. Well, it was like thirty to one, and it was Morikawa who you liked, Cam Young, and Sam Burns who I liked. So it was an easy play. And at one point Saturday, they were all like in, in and outside the top ten, and it just it fell apart. So my my golf betting was not good. For apparently, Mike D, uh, the Taylor Penrith play, excellent call by you. Uh, but yeah, he's Morikawa's gonna be a tough guy to bet this weekend because he looks a guy just chime off form I mean, to have that. Yeah. Unless you think he can really turn the page, he just seems off form right now. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I. I don't believe mentally that's a. Uh, it, it just seems like too steep of a hill to climb there for him. And <laughs> as much as I love Morikawa, I just I can't I can't find it within myself to do that. Right? If if he's if he's lighting it up day one day two maybe maybe I'll I'll kind of buy in. But I just. I mean, you were in a great position on Saturday and then just absolutely Ugh. blew it on Sunday. So uh, as of right now, I am staying away from my guy. Yeah, and the other, the other regret I have is I was, I was a week early on Scott Stallings. Yes, you were. So, yes, so you were. We, we made the call on Stallings in the first round of the playoffs. Cut, and then he needed to have a miraculous week this week to even make it. I didn't. I didn't think of Scott Stallings. I, I said this guy putted. It was a disaster putting. He lost a million strokes Thursday, Friday. Didn't make it. And just I tossed him my player pool and was just just sick, just sick that I, I, I couldn't get back on. So uh, that that one hurt as well. So it was a losing weekend for me with the caveat. We got one team through in the Pup Cup. So we got one, we got one lottery ticket this weekend at Cheerport. Yeah. Uh, we'll go with those golfers tomorrow. Uh, and I think next week, as you said, Chime, as you're talking about this, I think next week will be a good week to go through um, some NFL divisional stuff. Well, yep. play, well, because the two week break now between the final three season games, you know, we can probably do every day one division. Go every, each day, do some of the awards. Like we can, you and I'll map out a schedule. We'll be very, very NFL heavy. Heavy. And as I'm talking about this too, I admit the the, the one sport that I am not locked in on is college football. So we might need to reach out to a college football expert. Um, and get some thoughts here going. It starts this weekend. Shine yes, unbelievable. We've been on college football this Saturday. Yeah, I, it's remarkable. I'm not. I have never been uh, as locked in on college football as I have in the NFL. So I, I think it would be a great idea if we get an expert in here, help us out for week one of college football. All right. So that's sort of the plan. Uh, we'll be here the rest of this week, and then we'll get into the heavy football uh, next week. If you can subscribe to the podcast, it's a huge help to us. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and of course the Odyssey app. Beck you up, Austin, there on Twitter. Uh, and, again, a push to uh, donate to the Jimmy Fund if you can these next couple of days. If you maybe won some bucks on Taylor Pendrith or you faded Scott Sollings one week and bet on the next week, smarter than I was, uh, jimmyfund.org, the donate. So you survived the trip to the drive the, the back-and-forth floor to drive. Do you split up with your girlfriend, Sean, or do you drive the whole thing? Uh, no, we split it up a little bit. So we only had to drive one way. We only had to drive to Florida, then got the fly back, which was nice. Oh, uh, nice. Good deal. Yeah, yeah. So – so the the drive down was okay. So we we kind of made it a halfway drive. So we stopped in Myrtle Beach, stayed at uh, her dad's place, um, nice. and then finished the drive the next day down to uh, down to Tampa. So uh, day one was tough because right off the bat at like 
three o'clock in the three thirty in the morning. Uh, all four lanes of the highway are shut down just outside of New oh. Haven because a oh. car got in a crash and caught on fire. Um, and so we oh. had to traffic was going through the breakdown lane, but we managed to fight through that. We got all the way down, and, and then we just because of that, the timing didn't work out, and we just hit massive rush hour traffic around DC. So that just that was brutal. But outside of that, I mean. The first half of the drive was, I think, 14 and a half hours that we were in the car or something like that, which was brutal. But the, the final eight and a half from Myrtle Beach to Tampa was a piece of cake. I, I still can't get over these stupid country highways where it's like 55 mile per hour speed limit. It looks like a back road. And, and every once in a while, there'll be a, a street light. But uh, outside of that, <laughs> outside, outside of that, uh, it was it was uh, it was fun. It was nice. We didn't want to kill each other at any point in time. So I think that was a pretty good. Good job by us. Do they have good IPAs in the South? Or I, they do. The so actually, I hit up a few uh, breweries when I was down in Tampa. Uh, of course you did. Of course, of course I did. I got a, got a recommendation list from my buddy Fitzy and uh, our our guy over at Vitamin C Brewing, Dino. Uh, and so I hit up a couple places. Um, and one place in particular, you can get a flight of every beer that they have available on tap, which is 13 beers plus their homemade cold brew ice cream. And you can get it all in one flight, and the flight is a giant board shaped like the state of Florida. It was <laughs> I, I I if for anybody who follows me on Instagram, you saw it uh, on my Instagram story uh, this weekend. It was awesome. It was so good, and the beers were delicious. So shout out to to CUNY Brewing in uh, in uh, Dunedin, Florida. What's it called? CUNY. CUNY Brewing. C U E N I Brewing. Well, they must do well when the uh, the Blue Jays are down there for spring training. Yes, Check yeah, the Blue Jays are local. Uh, they have a uh, Phillies, uh, I think, single A or something. The Yankees uh, minor league team is down in that area in spring training and stuff. So they got they got a lot going on for baseball down there, which is cool. All right, that's excellent story time. Hopefully we'll have some more stories uh, heading into these last couple weeks of summer. Subscribe to the podcast. Check us out there on social media. Shine. Excellent job. We'll be back on it. The hard line tomorrow will get connected the rest of the week. Thank you, buddy. Great work. Can't wait, Mud. I'll talk to you tomorrow.